0: Hey everyone, it's Cassie. And this is Chrissy. And this is Did You Catch That with Cassie and Chrissy. If you've been on social media or have been paying
1: attention to the news the past few weeks, you've probably seen the hashtag End SARS. Now SARS stands for the Special Anti-Robbery Squad, and it's a special unit within the Nigerian police force. It was put together in 1992 after armed robbery became more widespread in Nigeria. But instead of doing their duties to protect against armed robbery, They have been abusing their power through unlawful arrest, kidnapping, detaining, murdering, raping, extorting, and so much more to the very citizens they are supposed to keep safe.
0: Yeah, so the people of Nigeria are demanding that SARS be dissolved, and they're taking to the streets to protest and make their voices heard in hope of change. At times, it can feel frustrating not
1: knowing what you yourself can do to help bring this to an end, but there are ways you can lend a helping hand. One of those ways is to spread awareness. Use your social media platforms to inform those around you about what's going on in our world. Retweet, repost, share, like, increase engagement. Amplify those voices that are actively on the front lines fighting for change.
0: I think it's super important to do your own research so you can fully understand the severity of the issue. You know, donate if you can. There are protests happening in Nigeria right now, and many people have already lost their lives fighting this fight. There's organizations like Flutterware, Gayfield Impact, and they all have funds specifically to aid the protesters and the victims. For more information on SARS, its origins, and what you
1: can do, follow accounts like feminist.co, nsarsuk, and nsarsnyc on Instagram. These are basic human rights that Nigerians are fighting for, and this is all our fight. So let's do what we can to fix the problem.
0: I think this situation puts everything into perspective and we can see that Black Lives Matter isn't just an issue in America, but all over the world. Absolutely. Like, just because it's in Africa
1: doesn't mean that they don't face oppression there from people who are the same color as them, you know, it's everywhere. It's America, it's Canada, it's all over Europe, it's all over Africa, it's all over South America, like it is everywhere and, you know, Black Lives Matter is not just for us as Americans. Like, we have to mean it for all Black lives. The whole um, NSARS movement came to my attention through Twitter, which is why, like, we say, you know, spread awareness, use your platform to talk about this problem, because that's how I found out about it before news platforms on TV started talking about it. But I saw some really, really graphic haunting content you know like so many young people fighting for their lives in the street I mean it was just so heartbreaking to see this year has been very heavy and it's like they were just watching us over here protest this summer for everything that's been going on and now we have to watch them face the same problems and it it's more frustrating because they're not asking for much they're asking for the bare minimum like why do they have to go through so much to receive respect it's just basic human decency and they have to go through all of this i've so many young people have lost their lives like i've seen the tweets i've seen names and i mean even people it's just it's really frustrating
0: yeah it's like they're literally asking, just don't kill me. Like, let me live. I do nothing. That's the craziest thing. Like, these are innocent people who do absolutely nothing wrong being killed.
1: And, and raped and kidnapped. It's, it doesn't make any sense. They're asking you to do your job and protect me. Why, why, why do I fear you when your job is to protect me?
0: Exactly. And this is why... The Black Lives Matter movement is so important and it's so important for everyone to do their research and educate themselves. Absolutely.
1: I agree. Um, I urge everyone to stay informed, um, demand change, do what you can any way that you can, even if it's just using social media. That makes a difference. The more that people are aware, the better. So I'm just hoping for the best right now. I just hope that all the protesters everywhere, because it's not just protests in Nigeria. It's There's protests going on everywhere right now. I just hope that everyone is safe. No one else loses their life fighting this fight. And I hope that we get the results that we're looking for and that these lives have not been lost in vain. So LSU has decided to ban Odell Beckham Jr. from their facilities for two years after he was seen on camera handing out $2,000 in $100 bills to LSU football players on the field at uh, New Orleans Superdome in January after their championship win over Clemson. Now, Odell used to be a receiver for LSU from 2011 to 2013. And originally, LSU officials told reporters that Odell was giving out fake money, but then they had to retract that statement because Joe Burrow, who was LSU's quarterback at that time, confirmed that the cash was real in an interview. And this sanction is self-imposed from LSU um, in relation to booster payments. And Sports Illustrated's Ross Dellinger and Pat Ford reported that LSU is hoping that that's enough and that the NCAA doesn't enforce more penalties. So do you think that banning him for for two years is excessive or like a slap on the wrist
0: (laughs) i think it's way too excessive number one number two joe burrow really really he really had to say that like what i think it's so excessive listen odell is odell the issue is though the fact that they issued this punishment was because of how strict ncaa is right Which is why they had to ban him for two years. And like they said, they hope that's enough. I guess they don't want the NCAA to get involved in in a way. I think it's way too much, though. I think it's all lies and, like, the NCAA and all the rules they have for their student-athletes. And, you know, like, receiving money and they can't monetize their name, this, that, and the other. I just think it's way too much, though. Like, you're going to ban Odell. Odell is, like, one of the biggest, like right one of your most notable, notable alumni. Alumni School, yes your most notable alumni and you can just tell he's involved he wouldn't be at the game if he wasn't so that's abandoned for two years if i was odell i would be offended and i would like hold a grudge i'm sorry i mean i understand they have to because the ncaa but two years that's a lot for like it's just they just won a championship like what let them get a thousand dollars. Like seriously, you guys don't pay them enough NCAA? Like,
1: I don't know, it's This is my
0: opinion. I'm very passionate about student athletes. Like they deserve a pay though. That's why yeah, I'm like so against it. This. They bring in
1: millions of dollars to these organizations and don't pocket any of that money. If I was Odell, my feelings would definitely be hurt because he has a lot of school pride. And so to be told that you can't come back for two years, that hurts. I will say, though, I didn't hear the Joe Burrow interview where he confirmed the cash was real. So I don't know for sure if that was a slip up or if he was saying that in relation to LSU's original fake money statement.
0: Oh, I know what you mean. But also... Um,
1: So this was a part of like a larger investigation between the NCAA and LSU because of improper booster payments to their football players. So SI reported that LSU was going to lose eight scholarships over two years, reduced recruiting visits, evaluations, and communication. So they've been like in an investigation for the past three years. So they were already under fire. I think that with the Odell thing, And the age of social media, everything's caught on camera these days. I think they just didn't want to risk it and decided, you know what, let's just handle this on our own before the NCAA gets involved again. We're already trying to deal with the problems that we have. Let's not create more for ourselves. And let's just, you know, do the self-imposed sanction.
0: Exactly. The reason why he got two years is literally because of how strict the NCAA is. That's the only reason why. Yeah. Yeah. And whatever, they monetize off these players' names and they don't even give them anything. That's crazy to me. Like Zion, for example, when he was in college, like Zion Williamson's name was everything. They would market him, like, and then they don't pay him. That's just, oh, I'm so passionate about this and it really, like, annoys me. And the fact that I understand the punishment, like, in those terms, but I don't even think it should be a thing, you know? I agree. Listen to this. LSU football
1: nets $56.6 million for the 2019 fiscal year. And Odell got banned for two years for handing out $2,000 to about four players. What's the math on that? $500 a player? Yep. If that, because it's not like he was counting it, you know, he was celebrating, he was excited. And they, they bring in $56.6 million. That was their 2019 fiscal year.
0: Chrissy, college football? Players. None <laughs> of that. College football is a billion-dollar industry. Like, and the fact that he was at the game cheering them on, celebrating with them, and then they're like, oh, no, you're banned for two years. Like, seriously, I would be so mad. I would have the biggest grudge, too. Do you think
1: they would have – um given him that ban if they weren't already under
0: investigation for the booster. No, pay. no. And they would have went with the story that the money was fake. I don't know how if Joe Burr was the one who like slipped up or if it came out a different way, but if they were in under investigation for the booster payments and if this wasn't all caught on camera, because you know, social media was going crazy. They're like, oh, that was a real one. Like even all the athletes are like, well, that was a real one for this. But like, you just don't think of the implications. Like at that point, like you just want like everyone celebrating, but like you're like, oh, they're not supposed to do that. But if it wasn't for social media and like everyone finding out, then I don't think they would have done anything. But two years is excessive. And I understand I think a year. A year. I can't blame LSU for trying
1: to cover their tracks, but again, like you said, this is just a testament to the NCAA having really harsh rules for their athletes.
0: If it wasn't for the NCAA, this they wouldn't have done that. And I just hope, yeah, I think a year, like, even though I don't agree with it, like a year's fine. But I hope they like called him before. And you know, maybe they like talked it out and they're like, listen, the NCAA's investigating us. We already got scholarships taken away, this, that, and the other. Maybe they talked to him on the phone before. I don't know. I feel so bad. <laughs> If I was LSU, I would have called it down and would have been like, listen, we have to do this. We don't want to, but we have to kind of thing.
1: So LSU's senior associate athletic director, Robert Munson, made a statement saying LSU has worked proactively and in cooperation with the NCAA to identify and self-report any violations that occurred within our football program. He also said, we believe these self-imposed penalties are appropriate and we will continue to coordinate and cooperate with the NCAA on this matter. Sounds about right.
0: Yeah, that sounds like uh, generic.
1: They're just doing what they have to do. And at least I think when he when he shows back up to LSU, it'll be a big thing.
0: Oh,
1: 1000%. It'll be a huge thing.
0: <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm going to start the calendars now. Two-year countdown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'll be 23. That's terrifying. Okay, next topic.
1: I'm twenty three.
0: I <laughs> I know, but I feel like That's such a baby. Like I don't even feel twenty one right now. Like in two years, and I would say out of yeah, but out of the two of us, you probably have like your life together a little more than me. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> like you're a good twenty three. I'm gonna be twenty three, and Lord knows, like. <laughs> I think it'll be oh,
1: fine. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate your support.
1: So, let's talk Antonio Brown. His suspension is eligible to end after week 8, and teams are expressing interest in signing him, and one of those teams are the Seattle Seahawks. So, let me just give you a rundown. Let me give you guys a rundown of like what led Antonio Brown to this point, in case some of you guys forgot. So he requested a trade from the Steelers back in 2018 after an alleged fight between him and his quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger. He was skipping practices and a bunch of other stuff. And he ended up getting traded to the Oakland Raiders. Then he was fined $54,000 by the GM for unexcused absences from practice and that was like a month later and that fine led to a heated argument between him and the Oakland Raiders GM but then he ended up issuing an apology to the GM and to the team and then he expressed you know that he was excited to start playing with them that he was you know ready to be positive and all this stuff but then he surprised everyone by demanding to be released from the Raiders So they let him go, but not before issuing him another fine, this time for $215,000 for his argument with the GM. The same day that they released him, the New England Patriots picked him up. But then they cut him week two of the season because of sexual misconduct accusations and intimidation of one of his accusers. Now, in the midst of all this, we saw a lot. Um, he just very transparent about his problems, whether it was with the team and organization, his family, his spouse. You know, just all we saw all of it on social media. He even wrote that he was retiring, ended up changing his mind, all that. Recently, Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson said that he thinks Antonio deserves another chance in the NFL. So, you know, if the QB is rooting for you, that kind of lets us know as fans, like, okay, this could be serious. No, the Seahawks really could sign Antonio. But this their interest poses a lot of questions for me. I just look at it like, you know, what will Antonio as a receiver add if they do sign him? Will he last? And more importantly, will he be motivated to perform coming behind D.K. Metcalf? You know what I mean? Because he's not going to be first priority. They're perfectly fine on offense. They don't need Antonio. He'll just be um, just nice to have because he's a great receiver, but they don't need him.
0: And Antonio Brown's the player that, like, he wants to be the star on the field. Which, hey, a a lot of other players do too, but him is, like, that's just him. He really is a great wide receiver, but he wouldn't be wide receiver number one on this team.
1: Not at all. And that could be a problem.
0: And it is definitely interesting. I mean, you don't lose your talent. He really is, like, he was a top five receiver when he was playing, but... I mean it's definitely interesting to see how he's gonna the Seahawks out of all teams, I think, is the Seahawks is what's throwing me off. Not that he's coming back. Um, I used to love Antonio Brown, not so much a fan anymore, obvious reasons. But I think the whole Seahawks thing is what's throwing me off more than anything. Yeah,
1: I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie, I've definitely forgot that he was even still suspended. I mean, the time kinda of flew by. And I agree. I think the Seahawks, that is kind of a random team. But also, I felt the same way when the Patriots picked him up. I was like, are you sure? Like, I, I liked it, but also I was like, okay, how long is this going to last?
0: The Patriots also, like, I don't even know. Like, They annoy me. Sorry, guys. Sorry, Patriots fans. Not anymore. Once Tom Brady and Bill Balachuk separated, they don't annoy me as much. But like, when they were together, they were kind of like, oh, let's go save this player. Oh, let's go do this. Like, Seriously? Who, who do you guys think you are?
1: I think it would have worked for Antonio if it weren't for him just having a tendency to bring trouble.
0: I think it could have worked. The, yes, I. Th- the problem isn't the teams. I'm just a Patriots hater. The problem was Antonio Brown. Also, has he, like, taken care of himself? Because obviously, like, he obviously had some, like, issues within himself that he had to figure out. Did he do that? I
1: have no idea. That's And I think that's the question that everyone's kind of waiting to see what the answer is. I guess we're not going to know until we see him back in the NFL. But that's a big risk for a team like Seattle to take. But we also have to take Russell Wilson's word into account. I mean, if he's willing to go on record saying that he thinks Antonio deserves another chance, I mean, to me, that holds some weight. But also... We really won't know until we see him on the field. I just think it is very risky for the Seahawks
0: to take Yeah, I'm not so – yeah, I'm not so worried about, like, oh, can he still play? Like, obviously, like, he was one of the best wide receivers. Like, he still – he can still play. I'm not worried about his playing. I'm more worried about, like, him because, like you said, the issue wasn't, like, his skills and his ability to play. Like, he would have done good on the pages, like you said. It was, like, the issues he had within himself, you know? So it's like, do you want to risk that? And the Seahawks are such a nice organization. Very cookie cutter, right? In oh, a, very, very. In a good way, not like, in a way. In a very, very good way. Oh, in a very cookie cutter way, like a white picket fence and a nice little family.
1: Exactly. It's super cute. Sometimes that's annoying. But I like that image for the Seahawks.
0: Yeah, as a Cowboys fan, yeah. Is it annoying? Yeah, you know what? Maybe it is. <laughs> as an Eagles fan, Chrissy, is it annoying? Yeah, maybe it is. But as an NFC East team, is it annoying? Yeah, it is. But I'm just worried, like, about him, not so much his ability to play. And is he going to, like, like I said, the Seahawks are such a nice organization that I feel like if he were to come in and, like, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. But if he were to, like, cause havoc, like, the players are going to be like, dude, we don't do that here. that's what I imagine,
1: too. Like, you can't come in there ruffling any feathers. Like, I just don't know if – the Antonio Brown that we've seen in the past, I don't think he fits the type of standard that they've set. But we don't know what Antonio Brown we're going to get
0: in the future. So maybe I would hope – You don't want to, like, count anyone out. So hopefully – I hope for his family and his kids that he will be successful this time around. But also, I just totally forgot. I thought he was just, like, done with football in a way, which is, like, kind of, like, I don't know if I, like if that's nice to say, but I just didn't really see any, like, videos
1: of him. But the thing with Antonio is he's still super young. Um, it's not like he was gone because of any severe injuries. He could have very well, like, been working out, and we just didn't see it on social media. Like, he could – and it wasn't like he was
0: out for long, but, I mean – but that's why I forgot about him because he wasn't posting that like he has more than it the talent's not the issue with Antonio Brown it's himself he's his own issue like he ruins it for himself like you know he's gonna be a good player he was top five receiver he was like one of the best you know I'm not worried about that but like he kind of went like MIA that's why I totally forgot he existed whereas like Dez well I've just always followed Dez because I'm like his biggest fan but like he would always post, like, you didn't forget about him. Not not saying everyone forgot about Antonio Brown, but, like, he was just kind of, like, MIA from the NFL in a way, you know?
1: Yeah. Um. Hopefully this is a turning point for him because I assumed that when he signed with New England, that was going to change the narrative for him, and that just was not the case. I hope that with this new Antonio Brown, we're not going to see as much... Um, I don't want to see, like, outbursts and tantrums on social media. I don't want to see that, you know, there's problems between him and the front office or there's problems with him and his teammates. And I, I, I don't want to see that anymore. However, we have to prepare ourselves for that because that's what we've seen in the past.
0: But then part of me is telling me he wouldn't come back if he wasn't, like, Old Antonio Brown, before all that drama. His process between the Steelers to
1: the Raiders to the Patriots was such a a speedy process that it wasn't really any time for him to kind of just regroup.
0: Like I mentioned a couple minutes ago, Des Bryant is making his NFL comeback, and I'm sure you guys can hear the excitement in my voice because... I am Des Bryant, self-proclaimed number one fan. You can ask anyone. In high school, everyone would call me Dez B because I would literally just like talk about him all the time, just like throw up the X. Like Des Bryant is literally my favorite player. When the Cowboys cut him, I cried myself to sleep. No joke. There's literally videos and he just deserves it. I was so upset when the Cowboys didn't sign him. Des Bryant is a team player. They don't want you to believe that what they show, but He doesn't care if he doesn't catch the ball as long as they win. And he was willing to take a pay cut. The Cowboys just didn't want him. The fact that he's coming back to the NFL and he's been training so hard and he's coming back on his own terms, I am so excited for this. And, you know, he's traveling to Baltimore. You know, he might team up with Lamar Jackson. I am genuinely, like, my jaw hurts from smiling right now just talking about it. I'm just so excited for Dez. And I always told everyone, Dez's career is not over. He's making a comeback. He's making a comeback. And every season that rolls around, people will be like, what did you say? What did you say? And I was like, no, I stand by it. So I'm just like really super excited. And the Cowboys and Ravens play week 13. So hopefully if they get everything figured out in time, because I know he's going to go to the practice squad first, pass his physical and all that. But I am super excited for this. I do have to say.
1: Yeah, they play on my birthday cuz week 13 is December 3rd if I'm not mistaken. They play my birthday. Ah! Yeah, isn't that crazy? I'm so
0: excited. That's a huge day. Chrissy.
1: Des's <laughs> return. <laughs> football Thursday night. That's going to be a good game. Um I am excited for Des Bryant because I did see that the Ravens had been shopping around for a veteran veteran wide receiver and who better than Dez to be with Lamar. And I know that Dez has been a fan of Lamar Jackson since his college days. He did say that. Like, he's been watching him. So he's familiar with his style of play. I think he would fit in really well in Baltimore. And I, I think they they just won Baltimore.
0: Like, that's... They won!
1: Yeah. They
0: And I'm so jealous of every Baltimore Ravens fan. I am getting a Dez jersey. I don't care. I've never done that in my life. Obviously always a Cowboys fan but I'm rooting for Dez so hard because he's such a team player and he's just like so nice like in the locker room he's like a locker room kind of player you know what I mean like when he's in the locker room like he like amps everyone up and I know he's like passionate and people hated on him for it but that's just because he wants to win so I'm actually like super excited for this and yeah Lamar Jackson that's gonna be really good for him wow I'm just so happy and he's so and he just loves football he loves like all the players this is amazing welcome to the east coast des
1: I know I wonder how long the Ravens had been thinking about signing des because he did work out with them back in August but no offers came from it and it's October now so what that's two months
0: the Ravens were like the number one choice and I think he said like He wanted to get himself ready, like mentally too. He had stuff he had to figure out within himself. And he was like, I'm coming back on my own time. When I want to come back, I'll come back. And I was like, okay, Dez, like I believed in him. Everyone was like, yeah, yeah, you just can't find a team. And I'm like, no, guys, Dez is true to his word. And so that's why I think it's perfect because he wouldn't have come back if he wasn't ready. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm so excited. And remember, he went to the Saints after the Cowboys. And the first practice, he got hurt. Yeah, he
1: tore his Achilles tendon two days after he signed that one-year contract, I believe, and it ended his entire season, and then he chose to sit yes. out for 2019, which I think was the best decision for him.
0: Oh, one thousand percent! But I was so even when he went to the Saints, I was so excited because Drew Brees, like, he's just getting all these. He played with Tony Romo, then he got signed to team well, Dak too, but that was short-lived. We know they didn't have chemistry, and then um, Drew Brees and now Lamar Jackson, like. Dez is going to do so good but yeah when he went to the Saints and he got hurt I was literally heartbroken like I was so excited for him to go to the Saints but he took like the time off that he needed to take off and he wouldn't come back if he wasn't ready so I know for sure he's ready and I'm so excited to see him with all the other players all the other players on the Ravens they should be very excited too to have Dez on the team. Absolutely. This is a good fit,
1: in my opinion. I think it's gonna work out really well for them, and I don't think it's gonna be long until he makes it to the active roster.
0: Oh yeah, I don't think so either. Um, hopefully by week thirteen. <laughs> I know, because but- honestly, <laughs> if like I would genuinely love to see that. Um, I'm just so excited, and hopefully Lamar Jackson and Des Bryant can win themselves a ring this season. Dax out. Because I want my Cowboys to win. But since Dak is out, you know, my Cowboys aren't going anywhere. So, come on, Des, Because I want it for Des. So, maybe. Who knows? We'll see.
1: The National Women's Soccer League's Los Angeles Expansion Club has officially announced their name as the Angel City Football Club. Some of their owners include Serena Williams and her daughter, Billie Jean King, Candace Parker and her daughter, Actress Natalie Portman, supermodel Jasmine Tooks, Lindsay Vaughn, late night host James Corden, and a bunch of others. This is the league's 11th team, and they are set to begin playing in 2022.
0: I am so excited, and I love the ownership they have going on. I like it too. I love how, like, they have their daughters in it. I love how, like, Lindsay Vaughn and her fiance are they married yet I don't know I love how they're in on it then you have like a supermodel in on it and then you have Sophia Bush I know she's one of the owners she's an act like this is just like a lot of like woman empowerment going on you have women athletes like women models and then you have like actresses I love it it makes it more exciting I can't wait I know it's super exciting I would love like I just want to see like I'm going to be invested in this team because they have so much like like, woman ownership and all that, so I'm, like, really excited. I'm definitely going to follow it. Absolutely. <laughs> now, guys, unfortunately, Chrissy may not want to talk about this, but we have to. <laughs> the Eagles and Giants performance last night. <laughs> all yeah. I hear is crickets,
1: because there are no applause. You know that quote by um Jasmine Master where she's like, well, just as I thought, <laughs> trash. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> the highlight was that at least the Eagles won, at least. But last night's game was exactly what I expected. Horrible. It's just if, like, the Eagles won,
0: twenty-two to twenty-one. If the NFC East was summed up in a game, it would be that game. Daniel Jones went. He went for an eighty-yard run. He was right in the red zone. He tripped over his own feet. He would have scored. This man tripped over his own feet. Literally, no one next to him. No, one would have like to him. Nobody. that would. That would have been like a for short sure touchdown. I saw like I quoted it on Twitter, and I was like, "This is such an NFC East quarterback thing to do." Sans Dak, because Dak would never. But um, <laughs> I was like, "This is such an NFC East thing to do." Like literally, an open field. He trips over his own feet.
1: <laughs> I was I was telling you earlier that watching that reminded me of that scene in Shark Tale where Oscar bet <laughs> on the Seahorse Lucky Day and right when he was about to win the race he tripped over nothing kicked himself in the face and then lost and Oscar lost all his money and he was like how do you trip underwater it's the same thing like Daniel how genuinely i, I feel that is so embarrassing like not to me because we won but still like just watching
0: I am so embarrassed for him.
1: I know. I can't imagine how he felt in that moment.
0: (laughs) It's like when you go for, like, a wide-open layup
1: and miss. (laughs) Jeez. Like, it's just such a horrible feeling. You just
0: look around like, did anybody see that? Like, I hope nobody was really paying attention. And, like, that was, like, the long – since 2015, I think, the longest run by a quarterback. Like, he tied it. He would have made a record, too. Oh, But, yeah, the Eagles did win, and then everyone's like, oh, the Eagles are in first place, this and that. I'm like, guys, the Cowboys haven't played yet, okay? (laughs) I mean, listen, at this point,
1: who cares who wins the NFC East? The entire division is just –
0: It's a laughing stock, like, literally laughing stock. Like, I'm even getting defensive over the other teams now because I've been talking about the NFC East, and, like, only – NFC East fans can talk smack about the NFC East, okay? Because now I'm starting to get defensive over all the other teams in it. And ew, who is that? Like, Cassandra, you do not get defensive over any of the other teams, but I am. I am. Because I'm defending our honor as a division, and it's getting really, 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 really hard as the weeks go on. I can't believe this was a primetime game. (laughs) i was watching like you know
1: the promos ahead of the game and i mean they were hyping this game up and that's kind of what made it funnier because i knew i knew that this game was gonna be questionable i knew that so watching the promo clips i was just like yeah this is about to be trash like i was i was more invested in the presidential debate than last night's game so that shows you how much i care about the nfc east right now
0: no literally the game was so entertaining um by entertaining, not like a good game, like a funny game. You know how many people probably got memes last night they made watching that game. Like, it was, so that was, oh my god, so tragic. The NFC East, I'm just like, and we historically we are the best division. The NFC East used to be so good, and it's like, what, like, what has it come to? Like, the winner of the NFC East is literally gonna win with a record of six and ten. I'm not even gonna say seven and nine. With a record of 6-10, and ten, maybe 7-9 because they play each other so much. Genuinely, it's embarrassing. Whoever wins, it really does not matter because they're not going to make it past round one of the playoffs. They're not going to go far. They're not going anywhere. At all. Oh, no. Never. Even seasons where, like, they play good. I remember a couple seasons ago, Um, it was like, it's been between the Cowboys and Eagles for the past few years now. Like, the Giants and washington football team haven't even been in talks so the past few years it's been like cowboys eagles cowboys eagles neck and neck i remember like this might have been like three seasons ago a couple seasons ago it was like neck and neck with like the cowboys and the eagles the cowboys ended up taking it and we went on to play like i think we we went on to play and we had to play the rams and Even seasons when we look good, our defense against the Rams, literally horrifying. I didn't even want to watch it. Even seasons when we're playing good and we make the playoffs, we don't win. So especially now, like, I don't even want to watch that game if the Cowboys win, like, (laughs) horrifying. Like, I'm at a point where I don't
1: want, this is so bad to say, I don't even want the Eagles to win the division because I don't
0: want them not to go out there and just be humiliated again. Like, just come home. I genuinely do think the Cowboys are going to take it, but that's, like, it's, a, it's, like, not even satisfying. It's slightly satisfying, but more embarrassing. Like, that's nothing to brag about. Yeah. I I'm mean, a, like, I've, I miss when we were competitive.
1: Even the Eagles knew that last night's game wasn't really anything to rave about. Like, yes, a win is a win. I'll never take that from anybody. But the game itself was tragic. And just some perspective on how bad the NFC East is, the Seahawks are 5-0. and And the NFC East as a division had a total of five wins before last night's game. The That's horrifying. Five <laughs> games, and the Seahawks are 5-0. and
0: That's what I'm saying. A win is a win, but at the same time, it's like, these teams have to play how many more weeks? 10 more weeks? 11 more weeks? And – As the laughing stock of the NFL. Well, I'm glad, Chrissy, I'm glad we are in this together. You know, that makes it better. (laughs) That honestly makes it more bearable. You know, I'm glad, like, we are both really just, like, our teams are struggling this season. Because usually we're just, like, you know, they're not. I mean, they always struggle, but not, like, this bad. So I'm really glad that, like, we are genuinely in this together. Even though Giants fans still try talking smack to me, and I'm like, this is why I'll never, like, entertain this. But, yes, I am so glad we are Giant in. Kevin. Giant fans, topic. you know what? Just sit this one out. <laughs>
1: Thank you. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode 10 of Did You Catch That with Cassie and Chrissy. Please make sure that you're following and subscribe to us on Spotify. And that you're keeping up with all new information at DYCT Podcast on all social media. Again, that is DYCT Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And you will hear from us next week.